It's 5 o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. and hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. It's that time of year, Ben, where it feels like we are never uh, away, does it? We're always in the studio and... Always on the air. It's, it's that kind of time of year, isn't it? Yesterday was the last true day to myself, and I, I didn't talk to anybody. I just kind of cooped up. Did you stay house. away from everyone? I well, you carried away, it over yeah. to today because you haven't spoken to me yet. So we cracked the mic. Oh, here. you know that's not true. Uh, ben Byram today, a little punchy, a little punchy. Oh, come on. I don't even know what that ben means. Ben B, baby. By, you don't know what punchy <laughs> Hey, Ben. Hey, Ben. Oh, I talked to Sonny today. He had enough positivity for all of us. You know that? Well, he's probably excited we're finally going to actually play in a bowl game for the first time in like eight years. He's probably Well, we excited. made one last year. You know? Yeah, but playing one. Like, this is going to happen. But playing in one. Yeah, I know. You're right. You're right. Um, Cookie's here today, too. Is Cookie around? Yeah, he's around. <laughs> he's like rushing to the studio now. No, no, I mean, this wasn't a, could we hear from Cookie? It's just I was asking, was he around? That's all. If time allows, we'll hear from Cookie. Well, you know later. him. If, he's going to seize an opportunity. What's going no, on? No, no, he, he wants to crack a mic. Oh, I'm going to talk anytime you let me. You already know that. I sent Cookie something saying, hey, you might want to do this. And Cookie, uh, over the weekend, you know what Cookie did, Ben? What's that? He blew me off. What totally blew say? me off. What did you say I should do? I said, you might just want to think about including, since there was an ECU football game, uh, and it was an exciting game in your scoreboard. Just mention it. And you know what he told me? He told me to mind my own business. No, I did he not. He was a I network did. star. <laughs> no, I did not. And he didn't need to, he didn't need to talk to me, because I'm not a network guy. I said that I was to told not to include that, so I was just kind of confused. I know he That's mentioned some, some football uh, when I listened. And when it was That's some ugly. So, yeah. he, he's putting it very, very nicely now. And it was not put that nicely to me. It was told. Jeez, everybody apparently is out to get you, and we're just kind of. What What did you, you know, I think, well, I'll read the text now. It says, what do you know has been? You're not a network oh, wow. star. Where, I am. Where, you're making this up. Show off the deck. <laughs> you're, you're totally making this up. Oh, that's good. That's funny. Um. So, uh, Ben, where are the bold possibilities? Have we have you narrowed that down? I keep seeing. So that'll be published during the coaches show. Um, kind okay. of excited because right. I see everybody posting different ones and posting accurate ones. Yep. It's going to be nice to have one out there with all of them up there, and everybody okay. knows these are legit. These are from the source. Nobody's making this up. So I'm kind of excited so this to put will that be, out. Within, this will be that'll be the after next hour, six yeah. o'clock. Yeah, the next okay. hour on ninety four three. The game and. The website and check our social media, right? It'll be on everything, including Instagram. Okay. So, um, I can tell you what Big Game Boomer said for what it's Yeah, let's, let's not. Let's not. Um, Joe Giglio is, was probably when it came to the ACC bowl games, the guy that knew the most, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Well connected, usually was spot on because he had sources and like real sources that he cultivated over the years. Well, those sources are gone now, he says. And uh, so he's not doing an ACC bowl game. And, I, and the only reason I bring the, or bowl projection on his yellow pad, and the reason I bring this up is because uh, he said, if you want to know who is going where, follow Brett McMurphy. Kind of gave our guy Brett McMurphy, friend of the show, Brett McMurphy, a ringing endorsement. I'll say this about Brett, though. He's the only guy that's doing bowl projections where he already has a spread ready for the potential well, matchup. He's with the action network yeah. now. What'd you yeah. expect? You know. Uh, so Brett has Fenway v. Syracuse pick him. And I think that's probably if I had to guess, or I had to if I had to put some some money for entertainment purposes on only on there, I'd say that's it. Yeah, I don't Wouldn't love you? it. I don't love it, but I mean I, I guess it's nice, you know, playing in Fenway. Well, here are the here are the two here are the benefits of this whole thing. Um, the benefits are if you're uh, ECU, is it proximity or is it, um, is it better level of opponent? Right. Better level. Thank you, Ben. Better level of competition. My ADD was kicking in with the always anonymous text line. Um, so if it's Myrtle beach, yeah, maybe not the best competition on earth. I mean, it'll still be tough, but you've got a doable trip for everybody. It is on a Monday, but again, it's kind of a doable trip during the Christmas week. Yeah, it's going to be right before Christmas. It'll be a cheap trip, save some money. Everybody's kind of already at, at a crunch for money around that time. So I thought that was kind of best case scenario. I don't care about quality of opponents. The first bowl game back, like let's not act all entitled. Let's go, let's just celebrate the fact we're back in a bowl game and try to get a win. And then what you've got is, you know, it's not going to cost you so much to send the band and all the other people that go along with with all of that. Yeah, I mean, it um, saves the program a lot of money as well. Yes, yes. And everybody's back home for Christmas and life is good. The uh, trip up north to Fenway will be cool because it's Fenway Park. First actual bowl game that'll be played in Fenway Park. And so it'll be kind of fun. It'll be kind of exciting. And you play Syracuse. And Syracuse is an awful team. They got off to a really good start. The Cuse aren't uh, maybe as good as their record indicated early on. But, I mean, that's, that's a little better level of opponent than you'd probably get down in, uh, in Myrtle Beach. Yeah. So we'll see. Coach Houston said on the postgame midweek, my thinking is if it didn't happen today or tonight, that it probably would wind up being uh, maybe closer to midweek. There's a lot of horse trading that goes on, and there's a lot of, because ESPN controls all this, what are the best TV matchups? ESPN's not concerned about East Carolina saving money by going to Myrtle Beach or if they sell any tickets. or that. They're worried about what is the most appealing television matchup. Well, then wouldn't that be an in-state foe, like a like a NC State or uh, something? No, because you because you they want. My guess is they want to avoid that because that only gives you that state. Where if you're playing, for example, ECU Syracuse, you've got two pretty passionate fan bases that are going to buy tickets, but are also going to watch those that don't buy tickets. Yep. They'll tune in on that Saturday. So that's that's what they're kind of going for on that. Is 
and look, the bowl game, we love college basketball. Ben's a, a hoop head. You know, I grew up in it. I love college hoops. Um, but even the most watched college basketball game, you know, in the regular year doesn't touch these bowl games, even the ones that you think, why are we playing them? Uh, I did see today where, uh, oh gosh, who is it that petitioned? <sighs> Shoot, I shouldn't have brought this up because I, I don't know right off the top <laughs> of my head. Uh, it was some. It was somebody who lost the game to San Jose State when the San Jose State player died, and they just canceled the game. And they were five and six. Anyway, um, that was one of the bowl because there's not enough teams with six wins to be bowl eligible. Was this the uh, Bahamas Bowl? No, 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 no. This was a team that has petitioned the NCAA to let them go play in a bowl, despite the fact they're five and six. Oh, yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. We had it last year, which, but that was which if they had we played fill-ins, well, and that's it this year too. They've got they're going to have to have players now. The great thing about this is App State six and six, but two of those wins are against FCS opponents, so they don't have enough wins because you can you can only count one of those FCS wins in your total of six. So App State not enough win, but we were told they were the best program in the in the state. Right, I remember believing fact, that we're after like week three. We're still told that. Well, yeah, you were you were all in. Yeah, the best program the in the have, state. And then that Troy game came around. I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't know about this. Kiss my foot. <laughs> best program in the state. Uh, Pirates won in a game that uh, came right down to the last minute. I mean, what a throw that was by Holton Naylor's at the end of the game. Uh, East Carolina uh, coming away with the victory. Uh, we'll hear more from Coach Houston on the Pirate Report, but uh, this is Coach Cut 12 Ben on the Vast Soundbite roster. Uh, with his immediate reaction after the game, said he was proud of the way that the team played in three, two, one. Uh, and that's it. What, what a, a great just back and forth battle, and just really proud of our kids how they stuck together. Uh, even when you know we would make some mistakes or have some busts defensively, you know you didn't have guys griping and complaining and, and you know separating on the sideline. And then just what a great job by our offense winning the ball game there with that last drive and then the defense getting the stop. Pirates uh, looked a little tired defensively, banged up. I think didn't tackle well. Um, I think all that'll get cured. All that'll get cured, but I think, I mean, Holt Naylor's, and look, this isn't even the, he, he said on the air after the game on the network that he had a broken finger in his throwing hand. I mean, it, that, you know, between that and his shoulder, those are kind of the known injuries. There's some other injuries that have not been publicly disclosed. I mean, he's really banged up. He needs a week off. Um, so that's, that's kind of the issue there. Um, uh, News out of the American, as we'll get a little more into the game and a little more into pirate basketball and some other stuff. Um, the Cincinnati head coach is uh, now going to Wisconsin. Luke Fickle. Luke Fickle on his way to Wisconsin. Do we Are we surprised by that? I, I guess not. They're paying him enough money. It shouldn't be surprising. No, it got to the point where kind of the uh, all the recruiting that led up to that national championship kind of um, appearance is kind of starting to die off. They're not necessarily getting those guys anymore, and a lot of those guys they did get are now transferring because of coach. So it was—I think mm. it was the perfect time for him. That team was clearly declining, and uh, now it was an opportunity while he still had it, or while the window was still open, to go to a bigger school. 
window or the uh, the uh, winning streak at home went away. Uh, Tulane broke that, and then wouldn't you know uh, who won the pony? Tulane and their coach Willie Fritz uh, looks to be uh, on his way to Georgia Tech. Uh, let's go to the vast soundbite roster. There are reports that he is uh, headed to uh, the uh, be the next coach of the Rambling Wreck. Willie Fritz had a press conference this afternoon. He was asked that question. Ben, I think this is uh, 31. Uh, Willie Fritz, when asked about the report of him, uh, there was a report out there that said he took the Georgia Tech job, but uh, the, the consensus seems to be he is currently in discussions. Nonetheless, he's been linked to the Georgia Tech job. You know, Willie Fritz didn't give a two-second answer here. He actually gave about 30 seconds, so let's listen in. No, I talked to the team about that. And obviously, the initial report gets more traction than the uh, than the, the secondary report. And uh, I, I'm the head football coach at Tulane. I'm extremely proud to be the head football coach at Tulane. And and uh, we're, we're looking forward to the ball game on Saturday. And, and uh, you know, and that's, uh, that's what I told our guys. When I, when I visited with him this morning. So, you know, I, I, I don't want to talk about those kind of things. I want to talk about the ball game. So the coach speak answer at uh, the last part of that, it was interesting that he, he talked about the second report because the guy who reported this initially said it was a done deal and then came back and said that there had been contact and there were discussions and now others are saying negotiations is, are going on. It's like Lane Kiffin in um, Auburn. I mean, it's been all over the place. Well, no, that's true. I mean, and, and that's going to be Hugh Freeze now. And then this morning, there were some people trying to say, well, the SEC is going to block Link. No, they're not. The SEC, so everybody cheats. They're not going to block Hugh Freeze from going to. Yeah, why would they do that? Why would they not I mean, want well, coaches come to their conference? I, that's, that, I don't know where that came from this morning, but it just it, it just was sort of like, oh, come on. That was more Let's so a report naive. against the SEC and they were hoping was true instead of what was the truth. Right, maybe so. And, I mean, I think people sometimes still look at all this through a Pollyanna view. This, Yeah. As as the great uh, Wes Durham said, the days of the Letterman jackets and the, uh, the homecoming dance are over. <laughs> so, oh, that's pretty good saying. I like that. No, that's a good one from Wes, and it's the truth. All right, uh, Ben, we got tickets to tomorrow night's basketball game? We got four of them. By the way, before we do that, uh, they hot, they uh, they uh, gave the boot to Philip Montgomery, and he won his last game. They wanted Houston, and then Philip Montgomery uh, got the axe from uh, Tulsa. From Tulsa, yeah, sure Tulsa did. was uh, they were a conference contender a couple years ago. Or were in the championship game with under was yeah. that under Philip Montgomery? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's been there a few years. I know. I, uh, by yeah. By the way, um, we do want to pass on some serious condolences here. Uh, young man J- Jatavius Edwards is a senior at uh, Green Central this year uh, and was killed in a car accident over the uh, weekend. And uh, their head coach, Jay Wilson, remember we had him on, Ben? He was he was just delightful. Oh, he's great. He's a funny guy. Yeah. Too. Yeah, he was, he was great. And, uh, you know, he's made some nice public comments about the young man. That's heartbreaking. And then uh, if you listen to WBT like uh, radio nerd PJ did back during the Charlotte Hornets uh, initial run, 
on on uh, the Pontiac Grand Am crackling airwaves on AM radio. I'd listen to the Hornets games. And uh, Jerry Valancourt was uh, the guy who was the analyst on the radio. He and my guy, Gil McGregor, but Valancourt did a lot of the radio. He uh, he died over the weekend, got ill kind of suddenly from what I could glean and and uh, died over the weekend. So certainly our condolences. I'm always like uh, Jerry V as far as a basketball uh, host and sports host when he, he was really great. Uh, okay, so we got four tickets to the game uh, tomorrow night basketball. We got a uh, gift card to Chico's Mexican restaurant. We do. Okay. Well, let's do caller three. If you want to go to the uh, game tomorrow night, ECU South Carolina State at 7 o'clock, we got a four-pack of tickets for you. And we've also got uh, a gift card to Chico's Mexican restaurant in Greenville. 252-561-GAME. 252-561-4263. If you're caller three, you'll win that four-pack of tickets to see Pirate Hoops tomorrow on us and a gift card to Chico's. Good luck. Funky dogs. Online or on the go. Love it. Log on to our brand new website, 943thegame.com. To listen to our top-rated programs throughout the day. You need to. Tell your smart speaker to stream 943 the game to take us anywhere you are at any time. Happy hours are always a swashbuckling good time with the P-Man. Happy hour for me never starts till after five. Me either. This is only number three. Let's get back to the Patrick Johnson Show here on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Oh, we got tickets to see uh, Craig Willard and the Embers on sale now. Uh, And uh, we'll tell you more about that a little bit later on in the show. The leg lamp bin has uh, matriculated its way now to a, uh, a window in the house. Oh, there you go. Just like the way movie. off of uh, a Christmas. Yeah. And so you can see in the studio here, I have kind of looks like the Charlie Brown Christmas tree. Uh, we, we've got to get that decorated. Oh, yeah. But we had to take the, the leg lamp to the to the hizzle. For is there a, a, is there a blanket at the base of the tree? No, because it's it's not. No, no. Now, one of the – we have like 18 in the house, so they all have the, <laughs> the stuff around the bottom, yeah. But not this one in the studio, no. Can't see that? Well, I guess you can't see it. All right. Um, Patrick in Winterville is on the uh, line. He was the winner of the uh, Hoops tickets and uh, Chico's Mexican Restaurant gift card. Patrick, congrats to you. What? How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, it was very good. Thank you. appreciate it. Good, good. Well, you know, th- we like to give the people who call in a little shot to say what's on their mind. What uh, What do you have on your mind? Just don't get a sued. That's all I ask. So what, what's on your mind? Then? <laughs> right. What do you think? Uh, yeah, just looking forward to taking my son to the game. He's been uh, watching all the games on ESPN Plus and following the Pirates, so he'll be real excited to go. Oh, okay. Well, very good. Very good. I'm glad that's the case. Uh, I thought my guy Scott Jackson did a really good job. Uh, Saturday night when the Pirates uh, played up in uh, Norfolk at Old Dominion. And then get this, Ben. Scott Jackson did the uh, the Commandos game the next day for their radio. Oh, wow. He got pressed into service and called that game. So, Scotty, my guy. Uh, all right. Well, hey, Patrick, what's your what's your son's name? Uh, his his name is Leitner. Le- oh, Leitner. Okay. Ooh. How about yeah. that? 
Yeah, right. not that. All right, yeah, okay. You haven't so taken you haven't taken him to. Well, hang on, Ben. You haven't taken him to Kentucky any time recently, have you? Uh, no, no trips to Lexington planned. No, don't well, don't even set foot in the state with with that kid. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> if you do call him by his middle name. All right, uh, well, right. cool. I, I hope you all have fun and uh, enjoy the game, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see if the Pirates can pull it off tomorrow. Get back uh, to their winning way. So, thanks for uh, calling. Appreciate it. All right, thank you. All right, there he goes, Patrick. That's crazy, isn't it? Named his kid Leitner. Leitner, yeah, Leitner. that's huh. How about that? Would you name like I'm named after my dad, who was named after my granddad, right? Yeah. You know what though? My brother was you know, my brother's name is Tate, and they got the name from Tate Armstrong, who played at Duke in the seventies. So we're gonna see named kids named Holton here soon. Well, well, uh, th- yeah. I'll, I'll tell you this: what we have, what I've started to see, a lot of uh, in sports is a ton of kids named Kobe. Now you're seeing a ton of kids named Kobe. Well, they had Kobe Bryant at uh, Cincinnati last year who went pro. Yeah, it was a great. Yeah, but, I, but I'm just like, yeah. But you're seeing a ton of high school, college. See a few Shaquilles from time to time. I want to see more Chris's. Because oh, we have seen a, a few, we don't have enough of those. Seen a huh? few, I've seen a few Barack's actually, believe it or not, here lately. Um, we're gonna see some Keatons. Uh, lo- you might. Where were? You, who are you named after, Chris? Seems like kind of a uh, my grandmother's name, but... name was Christine, and obviously they oh. couldn't name me Christine. So, gotcha. Okay, that's cool. I, see, I like that. I like when there's a there's some story behind the name. Ben, you never said what yours was. What my name? My name's Ben. Yeah, where? Um, I yeah, I know. But where did it come from? Where did it come from? Where did Benjamin come from? I have no idea. Maybe it was a biblical okay. name or something. Uh, I don't think it was. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, the- thanks, Chris. Theologist Chris Cook has checked in on yeah. this. Yeah. Hey, Lord I'm actually Chris a religious Lord. studies minor. I know about this. Oh, are you really? I am. Yes. Okay. Is that true? That's that true. is that true. Is, that is yes. true. Yes. No, Chris is deep into religion. Is he really? I am, yes. That's good to hear. I actually am I'm, I'm kind of proud of you, Cookie. Thank you. I appreciate that. I haven't I look at you with a new light now. Yeah, but let's talk about the Bible. I've been down anytime. Bible study. Huh, nothing wrong with that. All right. Uh we're gonna probably run through a pirate report time here, Ben. I, I don't I don't want to jam this up and get us all jammed up at the end, so uh, why don't we do a uh, an update? Because there's a gazillion things going on, right? Oh, almost too uh, I'm much. I'm trying to s- I'm trying to see if oh we we haven't even talked about Matt Rule, so we'll get into all of it. We'll run through the pirate report. I want to get uh, your guys' thoughts on the Matt Rule hiring. We got some audio from that. The Wolfpack win, saying they're the uh, the redheaded uh, step brother, little brother of uh, UNC. And Dave Dorn, did you see those comments that they rattled off on the telecast where he, he said, you know. He got angry. He did. He, he said he didn't give a bleep. Say it. Uh, so we'll get into all of that. We got some some Willie Fritz for you. Malzahn and UCF are back in the title game. Mama, 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 Matt Rule. Ben's Panthers won yesterday. Cookie's team did not. And his quarterback got hurt. Uh, all of that it's after Ben Byram updates you. Ben Byram with an update uh, here for you right now on uh, 94.3 The Game. Ben? 
ECU football bounces back into the win column after a two-game skid and closes out the regular season finale with a shootout 49-46 win in Philadelphia over the Temple Owls. A couple of parts honored to the conference's weekly honor roll, running back Keaton Mitchell had an all-time performance rushing for 222 rushing yards on 27 carries and three rushing touchdowns, as well as two catches for 78 receiving yards and a touchdown. Despite it being one of the best performances in all of college football Saturday, the AAC only gave Keaton the honor roll nod of Tulane running back Tajay Spears grabbing Offensive Player of the Week. Kick returner Josiah Hatfield earned Conference Special Teams Player of the Week after a kickoff return for 43 yards and another for 97 yards and a touchdown in the win. All eyes are now where the Pirates will go bowling as they finish 7-5 for the second straight season. Quick news and notes from the American in football. Tulane and UCF facing off in the AAC Championship game. Cincinnati head coach Luke Fickle has been hired as the new head coach of Wisconsin. And Tulane head coach Willie Fritz is expected to be the new head coach of Georgia Tech very, very shortly. ECU basketball suffered their first true road loss to Old Dominion 71-50 in Norfolk, Virginia to fall to 5-2 on the season. Javon Small led the Pirates in scoring with 13 points and earned a spot on the AAC's weekly honor roll for the second straight week. ECU basketball head coach Mike Schwartz says that the Monarchs were just the tougher team Saturday. No, we got out-toughed. We got out-toughed, out-physical. I thought they were faster. Uh, They were quicker to the ball in the second half. Uh, Again, in the first half, I'm not saying we were, but I think it was an evenly matched first half for the most part. But looking at the game afterwards, they definitely were the more physical team. Um, And again, second half of, of a long stretch. I don't know if legs were a factor what it was but we told the guys that's not an excuse the bottom line is they were more physical they they dominated the paint on us we knew going into the game they wanted to get the ball to the paint they were a paint team a rebounding team Parts are back in action tomorrow at 7 in Minji's Coliseum as they host the South Carolina State Bulldogs. A couple of notes in college basketball. AAC member Houston is the new number one team in the AP and coaches poll. ECU hosts Houston on February 25th at 8, and Duke and UNC fall to 17th and 18th on the AP poll. East Carolina women's basketball team fell to the Virginia Cavaliers 72-50 yesterday in their first true road test of the season at John Paul Jones Arena in the team's final game of the Cavalier Classic. Former Panthers head coach Matt Rule now stepping in as the new head coach of the Nebraska Cornhuskers was guaranteed a $40 million payout from the Panthers and is signed to an eight-year contract worth $72 million with Nebraska. Matt Rule joining College Game Day on Saturday explained why he decided to coach and not collect a paycheck from the Panthers. It was really two things. Uh, you know, the further you're away from it, the, the more you miss the players, uh, the more you miss uh, the locker room and coaching. And then, you know, this is Nebraska. This, this, is, this is a team that I grew up uh, not just watching. I mean, this is a team that I grew up revering. And the Carolina Panthers approved a 4-8 after a dominant 23-10 win over the Denver Broncos in Charlotte. Sam Darnold threw for 164 yards and a touchdown in his first start of the season. Darnold also completed 11-19 passes and rushed for a score in the victory. Deontay Foreman recorded his fourth game of the year with over 100 rushing yards after racking up 113 yards on the ground. That's going to do it for your 94 through the game sports update. I'm Ben Barham. This 94 through the game sports update is brought to you by Team Boneyard, an NIL initiative directly supporting parts student-athletes. For more information on how to donate, go to teamboneyard.org. Back to you, Patrick. Okay, Ben, a little bit of uh, breaking news in the last little bit here. Deion Sanders confirming that he has received the uh, offer from uh, Colorado. He's confirming he received it, but he hasn't confirmed that he's taken it. 
I think if he's confirming he's received it, he's pretty much saying, I'm taking it. Um, I kind of wanted to see him go to South Florida, to be honest, even though it's a conference foe. Now, Coach Prime says they're not the only ones. <laughs> okay, we'll get into this when we come back. So, Everyone, a little breaking news for you. There you go. And you know uh, Rule got the uh, South Carolina offensive coordinator to go with him out to Nebraska, right? Oh, nice. There you go. Yeah, They, they had a pretty good year. Yeah. yeah. No, they had a huge win. Huge win on uh, Saturday. That was that was amazing. All right, we got to get a break. Uh, we'll come back. We'll talk about uh, all of this. Yeah, where does South Florida go right now? Okay, Gruden. back with uh, more. <laughs> back with more on this. Hey, why not? Uh, in just a bit, we'll be back. Eastern North Carolina's home for the Adam Gold Show. Come on in. Weekdays at noon, right here on Eastern Carolina's home for sports. I love sports. And the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Getting the Pirate Nation home. It's the Patrick Johnson Show. The drive home should be a delight. Here on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. And Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. Finn, look up who's uh, who's got openings left remaining. And I think if you go to McMurphy's uh, Twitter account, you can kind of piece it off of that because he's got a list and you can just mark through. But you know who's? I guess with Georgia Tech, we'll put like an asterisk beside it. But I, I just, I'm kind of curious what other jobs are out there. I, I would want to kind of figure out maybe who else has talked to Deion Sanders. So could you and Cookie work on that during the pilot Yeah, I'm report? working on it. Okay, let's do the pirate report. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's pirate report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. It dawns on me this is something I probably could have asked you to do during the break. but I got it. You know. Yeah. Got it pulled up. Uh, Pirate football, uh, Coach Houston talking about Holton Aylers in the fourth quarter, cut 13 on the vast soundbite roster. He, he didn't do that early in the game, but in the fourth quarter, he did a great job of extending plays and making throws, especially on that last drive. You had the big play to Winstead over the middle on the scramble. You obviously had the touchdown to Jalen Johnson. I think there was one more, but uh, he did a great job of keeping his eyes down the field uh, and, and making accurate throws on the run. I think this is the cut where he talks about the pirate defense and the uh, way they performed on the last two drives. You know, I, I, I really appreciate the way the, the guys kept battling and, uh, and, and didn't let their confidence, you know, drop with some of the, the plays that Temple made uh, and stuck together and, and got the stops when we had to have the stops. You got the stop at midfield to force the punt that set up the game-winning drive, and then we got the, the stop on the last drive. So, you know, you can say what you want about, you know, maybe we didn't play well defensively, but two big stops on the last two drives won the ball game. The timeout was the, the play of the day on fourth and one because they were going for it. Empty set, Tulane, or Temple. And they were, I mean, he was throwing. Soon yeah, and they, they got snapped scared. It to EJ, yeah, as soon as they snapped it to EJ Warner, he started to, and then, look, I, I – 
I understand why you would punt, but there's a reason you only won three games. I mean, you, you midfield, you go for it. Because if you're that confident in your that confident in your defense, you ought to be confident that they will stop them from going 50 yards. Now you had no reason to be confident in confident in your defense based on the way ECU's offense was uh, starting to play in the fourth quarter, especially. But I, I, to me, you know, that would have sort of been the play of the day because the Pirates ended were down to one timeout, Look, and I guess they're thinking, all right, 80 yards or whatever, one timeout. You know they can't pull this off, but but obviously they did. I, I think Tulane, I, look, Temple's I, I got th- talent. Yep. I think their reason why they struggle no. this year is a reflection no. of their coaching. I'm going to go ahead and say it. No, Coaching's just not good. You're you're incredibly wrong that they have talent. They are very slow. They have a good quarterback, and they have some good guys, some decent players up front defensively. But they're well up front. I mean, even offensive line. Offensive. I mean, they have players on the offensive line. Good quarterback. Good defensive line. I mean, you got the hard parts figured out. It's just a matter of filling in the pieces. Um, but a lot of it's their issues are a reflection of, of coaching. It's a slow, you know, I agree. I agree on that. It's a slow football team, too. Not a lot of talent there. Uh, Keaton Mitchell, big day for him. Coach Houston on his performance. No doubt. We, we, we <laughs> thought we would be able to run the football today. And holy cow, Keaton Mitchell. I don't know. Yeah, I know he had 222 rushing. Then he had the long pass that he took for a touchdown. And uh, and what what a day. Uh, we'll hear from Keaton in a bit. Coach uh, Houston on the uh, season and what uh, a winning season means for the program. Well, it was huge. And, and I especially and to put it in perspective, 7-5 last year was great. Okay, got us bowl eligible. Going into this season, preseason, we had the toughest schedule in the group of five. So much tougher schedule this year than last year. I don't know how many ranked opponents, but to go seven and five this year, I know we're all disappointed that we're not, you know, getting ready for the conference championship game next week. But you know, another step forward, uh, you know, by this program, by these seniors. Okay, it kind of makes us, you know, put a put put last week to bed. That you know, hey, we got we got over it. We played well now. Now we're back in bowl bowl season again this year. Don't know where we're going yet, but you know, the goal now is to go win a bowl game. Yep, and the team is off this week, so uh, that's that's a positive thing because this is a banged-up group. Speaking of that, uh, Holt Nailers says, in the end, a win is all that matters. Uh, you know, we, we won it there at the end, and that's all that matters. Uh, you know, seven's a whole lot better than six. We're just thankful we got this win because there was in times when, yeah, I mean, there was times they, their offense was moving the ball really, really well, and they got a couple stops there, but and we had a chance. Defense got a good stop there and gave us a chance to, with the ball in our hands, um, and we're going to battle every, every single time. And he talked about the uh, touchdown pass to Jalen Johnson. Yeah, so Jalen was the original guy we were trying to get the ball to there. We had two posts on the right trying to clear it out. Jalen was running a country route you know, to the back pylon on that side. It's a five-step drop. I got him my fist, my, my fist step. I uh, had to move left, then had to move up in the pocket, then roll left. Um, you're really not supposed to, to throw it across your body, but he was wide open there. I mean, I saw in the play. I saw the coverage that they were giving us. I knew he was going to be if I had some time there. And, and he, I threw it up, and he attacked the ball and made a really good play and scored there. I didn't think he crossed the uh, line of scrimmage, but it was close, wasn't it? I'll give it to him. <laughs> I ain't complaining. Uh, no, no, no. Keaton Mitchell uh, says he told Coach Houston he wanted the two hundo on Saturday. Uh, you know, all week, uh, 
Well, today, uh, coach asked me how many do I want to get. I told him 200. I got to have at least a 200-yard game, game this year. And the coaches trust me, and I trusted the O-line. We did what we had to do. All right, a couple notes from uh, Pirate Basketball. They uh, dropped a decision, outscored 40-20 in the second half at uh, ODU. Pirates uh, kind of lost their legs, didn't shoot well. Looked okay in the first half. Looked pretty good, actually, at times in the first half. But I, I think four games, six days, all on the road, uh, even though they did come back immediately following the tournament down in Florida, you, you're still coming back that night. You got really one day of practice the next day, and it can't be terribly heavy because you just played three games in three days, and then Friday you're off to Norfolk. So it's kind of a tough stretch, and uh, that is something that uh, Coach Swartz acknowledged when he talked to the media today. Cut one. When the season started, we looked at this stretch that we just got from uh, in terms of the, the MT Florida and coming back and having to go to Old Dominion on Saturday. We knew that it would be a real challenging stretch. Uh, four games in six days uh, when we finished that ODU game. Uh, some really good things happened on the trip in Florida. Uh, some good things happened even at the ODU game in the first half and obviously disappointed with the way the game finished up in our second half there. Uh, South Carolina State, they've uh, played all of their games on the road. It's another situation where they didn't get the head coach in until July. And uh, kind of a tough deal for their coach, uh, their coach Martin. And uh, they've played a tough schedule. They've played at Wake Forest. They've played South Carolina. They've played Kentucky. So they won't be coming into Greenville uh, with any hint of intimidation, according to Coach Swartz. This team's been on the road seven games, and they've they've played in some of the best environments in the country, and they've played really good teams, and we'll have a great environment in here, but the team is not, they're not going to be intimidated in any way, shape, or form. They're not going to come in here uncomfortable being on the road. Maybe like you asked earlier about us having our first road experience at ODU, this team is well, you know, well-versed with being on the road so far this season. So it's going to come down to what happens in between the lines, and, and they'll be ready, and we got to get ready today in practice as well. And coach on why that defense first approach is important for the program. At least that's what we want uh, our style of play or identity to be within our within our guys is that you have no reason to go out worrying about offense. You don't have to worry about, you know, am I going to score the ball or am I going to make an impact on offense? Where your intensity and where, if you want to use the word worry, needs to be is are we playing as hard as we can on defense? Are we executing our defensive game plan? Am I doing the job in front of the guy uh, in terms of guarding the guy in front of me or from a team defensive standpoint? And I think when you do that or when we do that, I think our offense comes a bit more naturally. Um, and sometimes that happens, as you can see in some of those games where we came from behind. The guys' backs are against the wall. We know we have to get stops. The pressure picks up, and then offense shots start to fall. But if you look at it the other way, you go into a game thinking, I have to make shots, it usually doesn't work out well. And, and at least I know for our team, that's not going to be something that we'll be successful with thinking that way. Okay, we'll be back to wrap everything up in uh, just a bit here on the Patrick Johnson Show. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up. On your flagship home of Pirate Basketball, 94-3, the game. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94-3, the game. The Wolfpack won, and you know, all we've heard is of injuries for quarterbacks. 
Wasn't that another program that was supposed to? Weren't they going to go to the playoff this year, Ben? Well, first it was playoff, then it was ACC championship, and it was like we might make an appearance, then it was contender, and it was good bowl game, and then it keeps lowering and lowering, and I don't know what's next. I guess they're selling for UNC. A UNC win is their season this year. That's the highlight. Uh, do we want to hear from Dave Doran? I mean, I guess if we want to cause the some accidents because people are falling asleep at the wheel. Get your own material, Byron. Uh, let's hear from Dave Doran after the win. Heck of a win. Super proud of our players and staff. And uh, it was awesome. What a football game. You, uh, you know, Coach Brown and, and uh, his team battled back and quarterback for them is a really good football player. But our guys are just resilient. They got a lot of grit, heart, just find a way to win. How about Mac Brown praised every FBS school of the state except ECU? Let's play. Let's hear this. Great credit to the high school coaches and high school players in the state of North Carolina to have a game like this. And when you look at the, the team that Duke's got, Wake's got, NC State's got, that we've got this year, it's a, it's a real credit to this state more than anything else. Ah, he went big four. I mean, they're on the ACC, so. I didn't hear, um, well, I mean, Duke and Wake, I mean, they don't really recruit North Carolina. Um, I did not hear Appalachian State in there. They're the best program in the state, though, right? I really think he just went for ACC schools and somebody spend it. ACC schools in the state. Look at you. Look at you stepping up for Mac Brown there. Come on. I'm, I'm just being fair. I'm being fair. I mean. Did you get the list of coaches? By the way, there are Carolina fans who want Mac Brown fired. They well, only won the division. Well, that's another school that when they hired them, they were thinking they were going to get back into prominence, and that hasn't really been the case in terms of getting to a playoff or whatever. They, they had, had a great year this year. They had they NC State expectations, row, let's put year. it that way. Um, what is uh, who? What are the jobs, Ben? What are the jobs that are, are not linked to somebody or not opened at this point? Um, so if we're doing not linked to somebody, that's a whole other ball game. But you got Auburn, Cincinnati, Stanford. Georgia Tech, Colorado right okay, now. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. Auburn is Hugh Freeze, right? Yeah, that's that's what they claim. Kind of like a Willie Fritz deal right now. Um, okay. Cincinnati is linked the, to no one right now. They they hired they they promoted somebody as an interim, right? Yeah. Okay. What is the next uh Stanford? It's an interesting one. Uh you can win at Stanford, you just I don't think can do it for a long time. Sustaining success at places like Stanford and Duke and Northwestern are tough, but I mean they all have had pretty good years, especially Stanford and at times Northwestern. I mean Stanford's had some great years. That was a little bit of an interesting decision. Um, yeah. Had a tough year this year, and they've had some tough years here recently. Uh, what was the other one? You got Georgia Tech, Colorado, and then obviously South Florida. But those are the well, big... now Colorado's coach prime, yep. right? Yeah. Georgia Tech's Willie Fritz. What was the last one? Uh, South Florida. South Florida. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. That's. I guess the. I mean, find a real prime Colorado, in the Colorado probably is. Yeah, that Colorado. I, I, yeah, I. I kind of agree with you. I mean, that's. But you know, here's the one thing I will say. Like, you know, they came back on UCF the other night, right? Yep. And. I mean that. Look, and I. I 
10 years ago when I was down there, UCF, you couldn't, there was no way you could get people into the stadium. Nobody cared. But they had started to kind of cultivate the students. That was the one thing they did. They got the young, like they really made it a big deal for the students to go to the games, right? And so that's now carried over because now you've got people that have been out of college seven, eight, ten years or less, and and they go back to the games now because that's kind of the thing to do. And they've really – that stadium uh, in Tampa was crawling with UCF fans, and a lot of them were young. I mean, like real – like your age young, Ben. Like Cookie's age young. Just young guns. People that have graduated. People that have graduated and you know went to the game and and all that. I mean, I, I saw some pictures on social of you know a bunch of people buying, uh, like p- pulling their money together and going into a uh, and buying a suite and watching the game from there at the uh, stadium. So, but that that's the to me that's the drawback of the South Florida job is not having that on campus. I mean, look look what it's done for Tulane. For better, for I mean, I'd say for better. Nobody shows up, but I mean, they at least have something, a really nice stadium they can kind of recruit to. Not playing in the Superdome, when they do not pack, even their arena. Yeah, right, and when it's cavernous, I mean, it's the same thing, you know, it's great to play in, a, in an NFL stadium, but if you can work it where you're playing in um, that kind of scenario, I think that's... Um, on you, campus, on, on campus. your own your own stadium. Yeah, yeah I mean, definitely just, helps. It just helps. And they and they have talked about. We've had uh, their AD on a couple of times, and he's talked about that's kind of in the grand plan. Uh, Matt Rule to Nebraska. You like this, Ben? I thought it was a good move. Ne- Matt Rule is a good coach. He's a, a great college coach, and I think we saw signs of some pretty competent, good coaching in the NFL. He just couldn't put it all together for whatever reason. And I'm not sitting here saying I'm a Matt Rule fan when it comes to NFL coaching, but he's a proven winner in the college ranks. I think it was a great hire. The money. You kind of done the money's, 180 on Matt Rule. The money's a little too much. The money is stupid. Yeah, that's that's a little ridiculous. God, that is nuts. Uh, Ben's Panthers won yesterday. Steve Wilkes says he's impressed with the team's work ethic. It just confirms um, the kind of character that we have in that locker room. Guys that care about one another, guys that care about their craft and trying to perfect uh, and do their job to the fullest. Did you see that Tampa lost yesterday or, or tie? Yeah, they lost in overtime, right? Yesterday. Yep. I thought they were going to tie. They ended up. Lo- Your boys could still win the division, Ben. We have a chance. We have a chance, and it's it's kind of a realistic chance. It's not like a long outside chance. It could happen. Just a matter of uh, Cookie. How you feeling? How you feeling today on Overreaction Monday? Uh, well, I mean, obviously, I'm sad over the Packers. They suck. Uh, they've sucked all year. Um, See, I would be excited as the delusional fan if this was my Panthers because a quarterback came in and looked competent, and he's young, and then Christian Watson had a big day. A lot of young pieces on that offense showed out and kind of got them back in that ball game. Sam they're, Darnold they're looked pretty good yesterday. Darnold? Sam, yeah, they are garbage. Yeah. Sam Darnold looked okay yesterday, though. For his first start in over a year, I thought he looked really good. What a difference an offensive line makes. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Maybe. Um, Cookie, what's the Aaron Rodgers thing? I, I saw he got hurt. I believe he's got a broken thumb. What okay. a baby. So he'll play. He'll, he'll probably be, play. Yeah, a broken bone, Ben. Have you ever broken a bone, Ben? Not once in my life. I I didn't think so. I didn't think so. When you break a bit when you break a bone, Ben. It hurts. Talk to me and Cookie. 
I've broke some right, fingers, cookie. actually. I've broken I broke some fingers. I broke a finger, yeah, also. Yeah, that's the only fingers. thing I've broken. I broke a finger in seventh grade, and it hurt. Broke two fingers. I broke it some hurt. in high school. Oh, it hurts. You're talking about him broke a thumb. All right. He's um, a baby. Uh, ben will be in tomorrow. I've got TV with uh, the Pirates in South Carolina State. So uh, Ben B-Baby Byram will be bringing you everything you need to know to get you ready for uh, the Pirates and South Carolina State, plus all the other news uh, that could be breaking tomorrow. So uh, that's coming up. Uh, thanks today to Cookie and uh, Philip the Ref Pilkington for their hard work and also Ben Byram, uh, what he does every day as usual. And uh, we hope you have a great evening. We'll catch you tomorrow, Patrick Johnson's show with Ben, and then uh, I'll be back Wednesday. Looking forward to that. Take care.